Good morning, podcasters. It is really amazing. This is the 248th episode uh, of CairoCast. <clears throat> I truly appreciate all your support um, of my valued listeners and the great comments I get all the time, um, especially on Facebook about the podcast. And I also appreciate my sponsors. It's really kind of gratifying and flattering to have CairoWrite and Now You Know and PCD be part of this experience because there is nothing more important to me in my life besides God, family, and chiropractic. And those three sponsors help me deliver the best chiropractic I can to my patients. And they will also help you deliver the best to your patients. And now here's the podcast. Um, so Reggie Gold um, was probably my, one of my favorite chiropractic philosophers. Um, I highly recommend, if you love chiropractic philosophy the way I do, aside from reading green books, which you all should be doing, um, you all should be uh, reading, uh, listening to Reggie Gold tapes uh, or uh, CDs or MP3s or however he has distributes them now. Um, so uh, Reggie Gold's uh, wife, you all know Irene Gold, right? That's Reggie Gold's wife. Um, if you ever take any of her um, uh, board review stuff uh, on a break or something, ask her a little bit about chiropractic philosophy and about Reggie. And she has some of the most amazing stories. I've had uh, lunch with her a few times, and one of my former interns is uh, very good friends with her. And uh, she has some amazing chiropractic uh, stories, especially how strong uh, they work. You know, for those of you who don't know anything about Reggie Gold, um, he uh, was one of the first chiropractors uh, who had like incredible high volume. He was, he was seeing thousands of people a week up in New York uh, uh, State, uh, in Spring Valley, New York. And um, he, was, he was getting so popular that people started uh, you know, asking him, like, would you kind of share like what you say to people and how you talk to people? And he was like one of the original like chiropractic you know, gurus. Um, and uh, so he started inviting some people over to his office in Spring Valley. And then he invited more people, more people. And next thing you know, there's hundreds of, of people coming to his house every single week. And he created this weekly philosophy group where people were just like standing for hours. And they would, he used to call it talking down. They would talk it down for hours till like two, three, four in the morning. Um, and, uh, and then people started saying, you have to record this. You have to record your stuff. So he started recording some of his stuff. And this, even though he passed away a number of years ago, um, uh, you, you can still get some of his recordings. He's got two amazing uh, like 12 uh, tape or CD uh, packages. One's about the philosophy and one's about the practice of chiropractic. I highly recommend uh, you know, both of them, especially the philosophy one. is really amazing. Um, and the thing I really enjoy about uh, Reggie, if you listen to him, and, and I had the good fortune of hearing him when I was in chiropractic school and then throughout um, you know, my early chiropractic years until he passed away, um, maybe five or 10 years ago or so, and the one thing that people used to always, they used to complain about this, but I, but I think that really wasn't a complaint. It was actually a gift. They used to complain. You know, he always says the same thing, pretty much, right? There was not a whole lot of changing in his, in his stuff. He pretty much said the same thing over and over again. He was like, I can't believe it. He's, he doesn't really change what he's saying. It's always like the same philosophy and the same kind of things. And I'm like, you know why he's doing that? And he would even say it up on the platform. He said, you know why I'm doing this? Because until you guys get it, I'm going to keep on saying it. Right? Until I see a change, I'm going to keep on saying the same stuff. Because obviously you're not getting the first time, or the second time, or the tenth time. So I'm going to keep on saying the same basic material. 
Um, what's interesting about the letter N that I showed you right now is this is one of the few things he changed. Um, he, he changed how he was doing his, his lectures um, to patients. This was like a patient orientation he gave in, in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, and he, th this is the only additional thing that he really changed from all the philosophy that he had. But basically he was saying the same thing. And one of my f like favorite things that he always said was, um, and I say this to patients all the time, you're far better off without a subluxation than you are with one. Right? That is like a critical thing to tell patients, is you're far better off without a subluxation than you are with one. And one of the, 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 the like principles, the basic principles that Reggie used to always spout from the stage was the chiropractic philosophy hasn't changed, have you? Have you changed, right? Because there's one of three things that are going to happen with, 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 if you're following any kind of chiropractic philosophy. There's one of three things that are going to happen. Um, either A, you're going to get more into it as time goes on, right? You're going to start reading green books and listening to Reggie Gold CDs and listening to chiropractic podcasts and going to philosophy seminars like, you know, like Vision and those kind of things. You get much more into philosophy. That's the, the one trajectory that can happen, right? The second trajectory happen is nothing. You hear it and it doesn't do anything to you and you kind of stay the same and then... And, and then the third type, which I unfortunately see quite a bit, um, especially because I hang out mostly with people who have graduated from Life University or other principled schools, is people get really into philosophy and then as time goes on after they graduate and they're now away from the umbilical cord of chiropractic philosophy being dumped in their head all the time, they start to wane away from it. So I've watched over the years as an example, not that this is, is, is necessarily a, a wrong thing, but I've seen the trajectory, the the aim of some uh, chiropractors that either I graduated with or I uh, was close in age to graduating with. And I've watched as they graduated and they have a more pure philosophical chiropractic practice. And now 20 something, 30 something years later, they're all in what I would call sort of a mixed practice where they have medical doctors and physical therapists and <coughs> doing injections and, and doing, you know, laser things and doing all that kind of stuff so that you know, they, they kind of slip away from the philosophy. And the question is, that, that, that as Reggie would say, which changed? The philosophy didn't change, right? Kuiper philosophy is the same philosophy. What, what B.J. Palmer wrote and D.D. wrote back in the early 1900s and Reggie was talking about and Sid was talking about, that philosophy hasn't changed, right? And there are a lot of people who say, well, the reason that I've switched into this kind of practice is because insurance has gotten so hard and you know, I, I, I want to do better, you know, like if, if you have uh, other people working with you and, and, and medical doctors signing off stuff, then insurance, you know, works better. And that is true if you're, if you're working for an insurance-based practice, right? So I can totally get that. But my thought process is, like, my practice has changed quite a bit too, but I went the opposite direction. Not that I'm right, you know, or doing it all right, but I went from mostly insurance when I first started in the 80s to almost all cash now except for PI cases. So I went the complete opposite direction. And, and these people are telling me, well, if you, don't, if you do all cash, it doesn't work. Right? There's no way you can do all cash and make it work. And I'm like, well, we don't have a problem with it. Right? Because it, the, the, it's, it's the presentation. Right? If you're, if, you're, if you're presenting chiropractic care, in my opinion, and this is Reggie's opinion also, if you're presenting chiropractic care as a visit-by-visit -visit thing, then you probably have to stick with the insurance model because that's how the insurance pays. But if you're presenting chiropractic care as Reggie taught us, because he was the per first person to teach the, the, the like, 
yearly or six months or you know like a like a, a, a time worth of care if you're presenting it that way then a pay per visit model doesn't work in that kind of model so you you have to think about when you are like right now all you guys are getting close to graduating and you guys are all think about well what am i going to do if you have your own practice how am i going to to do this and there's nothing wrong if you want to go to an insurance practice there's nothing wrong if you want to be involved and, and get involved with like we talked about last week with Aetna, Cigna, United, any of these blue, any of those other, there's nothing wrong with that at all, right? But I would tell you that it is increasingly difficult to be philosophical and stay with their constructs because their constructs don't allow us to do certain things like I mentioned last time. We can't do Activator. We can't do Webster. We can't do uh, Network. We can't do work on kids under age six. You can't, to me, it is limiting the way I can practice chiropractic, right? And I didn't go to chiropractic school and spend, well, I spent 100 grand, you guys spent 200 grand. I didn't spend this amount of money and that amount of time and education and effort and boards and this kind of stuff so someone else could tell me what to do, who's never even set foot in a chiropractic school or even a chiropractor's office, right? That's not, once again, it's not wrong to have an insurance practice. It's just, it's a different model. And I'm, the reason that I'm talking to you about this is Reggie was, you know, there when insurance first came on, right? when we were first accepted by insurance in the late 70s and early 80s, um, during the heydays, they called them the Mercedes 80s because back then when I first started, I, we were handwriting insurance forms and no matter what it was, we were getting paid. And there was no deductibles and there was $10 co-payments, right? So that was the, they called the Mercedes 80s because you got paid unbelievably well no matter what you did on anybody of any age for anything or just, and just wrote the word subluxation on it and you were fine. Right? It's not the same now. And, but, but back then I could practice chiropractic and do insurance. Now I can't practice chiropractic the way I want to practice chiropractic. Right? I am not a pain-based you know, uh, chiropractor. I am much more of a family-based chiropractor. So if I want to do it this way, then the Reggie Gold's construct is much better. So it's all focused on subluxation. And how do we, how do we take care of people with subluxations? Right? It's not how we take care of back pain, or how do we treat a certain thing. You know, someone in this, in this, this morning during one of my classes asked me, um, you know, we were talking about uh, kids with different conditions, and they said, well, how do you, you talk to, to people about treating you know, asthma or treating allergies? And I'm like, well, I don't talk to them about treating asthma and allergies. God bless you. I don't talk to them about treating anything. I don't do any treatment whatsoever. I don't even, call, I don't even use the word treatment in my office. Right? There are certain words I do not use, and that's one of the main words I do not use is the word treatment. Right? What we do is we find and fix subluxations to improve human performance. That's what we do. Right? And that's what Reggie Gold was all about. So I really want you to think about it, especially as you guys get close to the graduation, as you guys graduate, and, and the pressure of now paying back those student loans starts to pile on top of you. Right? And it's a big pressure to pay $200,000, you know, of student loans is a big amount of pressure. Although I promise you, if you just follow your heart and just do chiropractic the way it's supposed to be, you're gonna pay it off, right? Um, it's, it's not that hard to pay this thing off. You'll pay it off before it's due. You'll, you'll have a 30 year loan and you'll pay it off like I did in 12 years, right, or sooner. Um, but the, the whole point of that is that it's not about, this isn't about a money game. Like if you're in it for the money game, then this really isn't the greatest field you know, for you. you know, what, what this is about is about if the philosophy doesn't change, watch you not changing also when the pressure comes on. 
when all of a sudden you have to pay mortgage and you have to pay salary and you have to pay student loans and you have to pay electricity and, and rent and all this other stuff for your, you know, for your office, right? All of a sudden the pressure gets on and you start making some bad decisions. You start making some decisions that aren't ethically based, they're money based. And I'm telling you, when you make money, solely money based decisions, you get into trouble. You get into big trouble if you base things on money. If you're thinking, well, I should do this because it would be the most amount of money for me. Or I'm going to you know, get this practice because it's the most lucrative for me. If you're thinking only that way, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Right? My wife and I, we had come up with this philosophy that we heard uh, uh, and we read in Green Books a long time ago. It's called the God Family Chiropractic Philosophy. The GFC philosophy. This was, it was BJ uh, talked about this in one of his Green Books early on. God, family, chiropractic. So everything we do, everything we do, we put to that test. Is it okay with God? Is it okay with family? Is it okay with chiropractic? It's got to pass all three to make it. And I can tell you, just from experience of watching some of you guys who've graduated, some, uh, not you uh, in, any, in this room, but people who've graduated, and I've watched them have that potential of asking those three questions, and I know, and I know that I know that they could not answer those three questions. Yes, it's okay with God, family, and chiropractic. They couldn't answer all three of them. And I watched them get into big messes because it's really easy to get lured by the silver, by the gold. But then you start heading down a path that isn't your path. And then you start doing things that aren't your things. And then you start saying things that aren't your talk. And next thing you know, you're having a real hard emotional time because you're not living a congruent life. And that's what Reggie was all about, right? His message was, I saw him for 30 years, well, 25 years, and his message never changed. That's congruent. The message doesn't change, right? But if the message changed from, I'm a subluxation-based principal chiropractor, to, well, you know, I have to do some of these things because I need to pay some bills, to, well, you know, these things are really good for people, you know, people like them, right? I'm watching the message change, right? And I, I'm, I'm asking you guys to really think about this as you guys are getting closer and closer to graduation, is I know the pressure is on with the money. I know it's scary to have these student loans and scary if you're going to open up a practice or buying someone's practice. There's it's a lot of fear in that, and I totally get it, right? Because I was where I was where you were, you know, in 1989 when I graduated. But I'm telling you, is is stick with the philosophy. Ask those three questions of yourself: God, family, chiropractic. Is it okay with God? Is it okay with family? Is it okay with chiropractic? If or whatever words you want to put insert in those things, or you can make four or five, whatever, you know, things you want to come up with. But if you have this rubric that you live your life by, then you don't make wrong decisions. Because everything goes into this hopper, and if it can't get out of that hopper correctly, then it doesn't work. Right? And that's why my wife and I have developed such an amazing relationship, because we both see things through the same filter. So we don't even have to ask. If there's something that doesn't make any sense to us, we can just look at each other's eyes and say, yeah, that doesn't work. Without even a conversation, we just already know that's not going to work because we have done this long enough time that we get this God family chiropractic or whatever you want to call it, this principle, this hierarchy, right? You got to pass the, th the three principle test. If it can't pass three principles, it doesn't work, right? So that's what I want to share with you guys today, the congruency. So really check out Reggie Gold's stuff. I think you'll find him 